Ladies and gentlemen, the following segment of the podcast is presented exclusively by Hillsdale College. For over 175 years, four purposes have defined Hillsdale's mission, learning, character, faith, and freedom. Thank you for listening and my sincere appreciation to our brothers and sisters at Hillsdale for their great sponsorship. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. I'm Mark Levin. Our number is 877-381-3811, 877-381-3811. I've been saying since this pathetic event was exposed by the former president that the whole goal here was to get into his house and grab as much as the government could because they had no evidence related to January 6th. And you're hearing a lot of this on television. I was on Martha McCullum's show today. She is terrific, by the way. She's a straight shooter. Always allows me to speak and so forth. She really is terrific. But I want to get into this in some detail now. They're not investigating the president over the Espionage Act. They're not investigating the president for obstruction. They're not investigating the president for destroying documents. Of course, if they could nail him on that, they would. But that's not what they're doing. Donald Trump left office counting 19 months ago. 19 months ago. After 19 months, you go into a court to get a search warrant. And we're going to go through that warrant. We're going to take our time. And when we're done this evening, you'll know more than anybody else, including the talking heads. Now, they, they want you to believe. Remember that Newsweek leak the other day? It was a lie that Merrick Garland didn't know anything. It was to cover their ass. That's what it was. And the media will keep sopping up this warrant and keep regurgitating it because that's what they do. They speak for the government. 
But they say here they receive top secret documents, miscellaneous top secret documents, confidential documents, binders of photos, and so forth. TSSCI documents, that's the highest category of security. All it says there is various classified TS-SCI documents. We have no idea what that means. None. They arrived around 6 a.m. and they finished 6.19 p.m. 6.19 p.m. They were there a long time. So this is a subterfuge. This entire thing. This was a pretext. And I'll explain to you how I know that. They were negotiating with the Trump lawyers, and I haven't spoken to the Trump lawyers or Trump or any of those folks. They were negotiating with the Trump lawyers to the point where in June they received a subpoena that they knew they were going to receive because the president himself was at Mar-a-Lago, stopped by and said hello to the FBI agents. They had access to all these boxes. They had access to them. So presumably they knew what were in these boxes. In June. If they didn't search the boxes, they had access to them, why didn't they? If they thought there was information in there related to nuclear weapons or something, as the Washington Post slavishly regurgitated from an anonymous leak without anything more, Ladies and gentlemen, they wouldn't have left without that document or those documents or that box. It's the FBI. You have a subpoena to do a search. If you see documents like that, you have the power to take them. These are armed FBI agents. But they didn't. What were they doing? Then between June and August, apparently... Almost nothing took place. Almost nothing. And now, you see, the narrative is that they had to get a search warrant because of the classified nature of the information that was in Mar-a-Lago. Now, you can't have an urgent, dire need to grab the documents and not have an urgent, dire need to grab the documents at the same time. A justification for a search warrant is not justified here because for two months they sat on their asses. In June, if they went through the boxes and they thought there was information there related to, how did the Washington Post regurgitate this? Classified documents relating to nuclear weapons. If they thought that was in the boxes, they would have either seized it then or there. If they were told they could not seize it, they wouldn't wait two months to get a search warrant. They'd get a search warrant in 24 hours. And a judge would give it to them. And they'd be very specific about what they saw and what they wanted, and it would be sealed. And the judge would not unseal it under any circumstances because it involves nuclear weapons. None of that happened. 
None of it. Hmm. How important are these secret documents, miscellaneous top secret documents, miscellaneous confidential documents? You know, they all come with a cover, and they come with lines on them, different colors. I know I used to see them and used to work with them. They're all numbered. They're all traced. They're batched, batch numbered. How long did the government know these documents were missing? Apart from the search in June. The agencies that classified them had to know they were missing rather soon, right? They're very, very important. They classified them. We're talking about 19 months later? 19 months later? Now, nobody at the level of a former president is prosecuted under the Espionage Act. Nobody at the level of a former president is prosecuted for removing documents. Nobody at the level of a former president is prosecuted for obstruction when there are discussions that had been going on between the lawyers on his team and the government. He's not a criminal. There is no indication that he would be selling secrets to anybody or sharing national security secrets with anybody. And yet they did this. Now what changed between June and August? All the geniuses now on TV regurgitating what I say. That's okay. Forget about them. What changed between June and August? What did I say yesterday? January 6th. They've really heated it up. They've gathered more information. They've gotten John Eastman's phone. They've gotten uh, Joseph Clark's phone. They got other information through subpoenas, some of which are probably not public. Maybe they've even issued search warrants. Because they want to get Trump. That's the bottom line. They want to get Trump. And they have nothing. Zero. So they want to leave no stone unturned. And so they ask for a warrant. All of a sudden there's an urgency. All of a sudden there's a dire need. Even though they were there in June. Even though they could go back to the court and get another search warrant, as we've discussed. Even though they can go back to the court and get an order. Ordering the president to turn the documents over with some specificity of the documents. But they didn't. They wanted to get in that house. They had one shot. They couldn't do it with a subpoena. They needed a search warrant because the plain view doctrine kicks. Remember, I've explained this. They're looking through the documents. They come up with emails or other information, maybe related to January 6th, whatever it is. They were there for approximately 12 hours. And they looked in Melania's closet. Why do I keep bringing that up? It shows the extent to which they were looking for information unrelated 
to the warrant. Unrelated to the warrant. Now you have to put some crimes, some potential crimes, in the warrant application to get the warrant. Because that makes it from an administrative discussion into a criminal investigation. And so they throw these three federal statutes in. 793, 2071, 1519, the Espionage Act. Oh, the Espionage Act of 1917. Wow. Unbelievable. I read the Espionage Act of 1917. I had to refresh myself because I remember its application to Hillary Clinton. And I want to say to my fellow conservatives, you really should stop comparing this to the Hillary Clinton situation. Number one, Donald Trump was president. Hillary Clinton was secretary of state. President has certain authorities as the head of the executive branch that the secretary of state does not. She cannot, for instance, declassify documents. The president can do it on his own. And I find it very interesting. I'm getting questions from reporters and others saying, well, what if he didn't follow the regulatory procedures? He's the president. He's in charge of the executive branch. He doesn't have to follow the regulatory procedures of the Department of Justice in order to declassify documents. He's in charge. Now, we've never put a former president in this position. So this is really new territory, but I think it's pretty obvious from the Constitution. If the president says... I'm declassifying that. It's declassified, whether he went through the 12 bureaucratic steps or not. If he told somebody, that should be good enough. How do I know it? Because I read the Constitution. He's in charge of the executive branch. But again, Merrick Garland, U.S. Attorney Matthew Graves, FBI Director Ray, and Joe Biden have put us in this position. We would never think of raising the Espionage Act with a former president, ever. We would never think of raising any of these statutory issues that these thugs at the Justice Department and the FBI have raised, but the quiet Svengali behind much of this, there's two of them, is the U.S. Attorney in Washington and the Deputy Attorney General of the United States. The U.S. Attorney in Washington controls two grand juries, one, for the National Archives, because that's where it's located. And two, January 6th. And this serves both of his purposes. But he's getting absolutely nowhere in finding any direct evidence against Donald Trump. Period. That's why he wants to search the phones of his lawyers. That's why he wants to search the phones of a congressman. That's why he's trying to get information from state legislators. That's why he has the president's counsel, really unparalleled, former counsel. He wants to pull him in front of the grand jury, and that's why they went to Mar-a-Lago. Just remember what this attorney general has said and the FBI director. They are spending more resources on January 6th than anything else. January 6th is their July 4th. 
They're not going to let it go. And if at the end there's no evidence that Donald Trump committed any crimes, they're going to feel like they failed. The base wants them and him indicted. They want to stop Trump from ever even thinking about running for president. This is the ruling class. They are enshrined. They are dug in. This isn't about documents, for God's sakes. Not the Espionage Act and nuclear secrets and all that. No, 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 no. This is about a Soviet-style, through-the-back-door effort to grab everything they could at Mar-a-Lago, which is exactly what they did. More when I return. Mark Lovin. Folks, would you turn down millions of dollars a year? All you'd have to do is surrender your independence and abandon your principles for the money. That's a devil's bargain. Sadly, it's one that almost all American colleges and universities make. But there's one college in America saying no. My favorite college, Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College refuses to accept one penny of taxpayer money, not even indirectly in the form of federal student grants and loans. By saying no to government money, Hillsdale remains genuinely independent, free from corrupting federal mandates, and most importantly, free to pursue its original 1844 mission, pursuing truth and defending liberty. In addition, over 3 million citizens have enrolled in Hillsdale's free online courses. And over 6 million American households, including mine, receive Hillsdale's free monthly publication in Primus. You can learn more about Hillsdale's independence from government, its mission of defending liberty, and its national outreach programs at levinforhillsdale.com. Do we know if Barack Obama took any uh, documents, let alone classified documents, home? How do we know or not know? In other words, has his home been, many of his mansions been looked at? You know, when the president's team say Obama took 30-some million and and the National Archives comes out and says there's not a problem, they processed him through us, that doesn't answer my question. Did he? They know of what was given to them. They don't know of what was taken by Obama. How about Bush, 43? How about Clinton, Bill Clinton? How about Dick Cheney? How about Al Gore? How do we know that they have not removed, when they left, files of information, number one, And number two, any of it was classified. How do we know? I'll be back. Folks, would you turn down millions of dollars a year? All you'd have to do is surrender your independence and abandon your principles for the money. That's a devil's bargain. Sadly, it's one that almost all American colleges and universities make. But there's one college in America saying no. My favorite college, Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College refuses to accept one penny of taxpayer money, not even indirectly in the form of federal student grants and loans. By saying no to government money, Hillsdale remains genuinely independent, free from corrupting federal mandates, and most importantly, free to pursue its original 1844 mission, pursuing truth and defending liberty. In addition, over 3 million citizens have enrolled in Hillsdale's free online courses. And over 6 million American households, including mine, 
receive Hillsdale's free monthly publication in Primus. You can learn more about Hillsdale's independence from government, its mission of defending liberty, and its national outreach programs at levinforhillsdale.com. The new American Revolution starts here. The Mark Levin Show. Call in at 877-381-3811. I think the question I've asked is actually quite important. Has any former living president, has any former living vice president, violated the Espionage Act? Violated the Section 2071, removed information, Section 1519, obstructed. You see, we can't really know, can we, America, unless their homes are actually searched. Like Donald Trump's home was searched. Unless they actually get a subpoena or volunteer through their lawyers to make their offices, maybe even their wives' closets, but certainly their offices, available for review. Otherwise, how do we know? What the National Archives said today is of no moment. It has nothing to do with that. They say the documents they secured and the, they acquired and that were provided to them that Obama played by the book. Okay, did Obama take anything home? They have no idea. How about Joe Biden? Joe Biden's a crook. We know that. He's, he's corrupt. Did he take any home? We have no idea. Bush 43? Dick Cheney? We have no idea. We don't have any idea if they violated the Espionage Act. So why is, again, Trump under investigation for these three federal statutes? First of all, they're a pretext, as I said. But secondly, they wouldn't be used as a pretext with another president, vice president, or former president or vice president. How about Attorney General Barr? Did he take anything home? I'm just curious. Or any of the other attorneys general? How about any secretaries of defense? How about Eric Holder? Did he? And by the way, this doesn't just relate to when you're a former official. When you're a current official, if you mishandle classified information. Now clearly the Espionage Act was not intended for former presidents. It was intended for spies. It was passed in 1917. June of 1917. And the reason was dealing with spies during World War I. Espionage. There's nothing to do with what's going on today. Nothing. That's why when you look at it, whoever, Section 1, for the purpose of obtaining information respecting national defense, and it goes on, is providing that information to foreign governments, foreign entities, enemies of the United States, made copies for that purpose, destroyed them for that purpose, takes pictures for that purpose. Whoever has 
lawful or unlawful possession of this information and is required to give it to an official of the United States or fails to or is seeking to do injury to the United States. Um, They talk about in time of war, two or more persons conspire to violate the provisions of this section two or three conspiracy. It goes on and on. So obviously, this isn't intended as applied here. Section 2071, federal statute, concealment, removal, or mutilation generally. Whoever willfully and unlawfully conceals, removes, mutilates, obliterates, destroys, blah, blah, blah. Filed or deposited (coughs) with any clerk or officer of any court. It goes on. Whoever having the custody of any such record, proceeding, and so forth. Talk about removing them or (laughs) concealing them. Are mutilating them. Again, it has nothing to do with this. It's always a stretch when it comes to Trump. 1519. Whoever knowingly alters, destroys, mutilates, conceals, covers up, falsifies, false entry in any record and so forth. Relation to or contemplation of any such matter or case. Obstruct or impede. These are the statutes they're using as a pretext and that the media are seriously talking about. Why not? And then when we look at the, the warrant itself, and I'm turning the pages, just bear with me. Search warrant is a form. It was signed by Bruce Reinhardt. Turn the page, attachment A, the premises to be searched. They give the location of, uh, of Mar-a-Lago. Um, locations to be searched include the 45 office, meaning president's office, all storage rooms, all other rooms or areas within the premises used or available to be used by the former president, his staff, and in which boxes or documents could be stored, including All structures or buildings on the estate, it does not include areas currently being occupied, rented, or used by third parties and not otherwise used or available to be used by the former president and his staff, such as private guest suites. So in June, they had the benefit of scouring the place. Almost like a recon effort. So they had a good view, they could map out what the building looks like. They knew where the boxes were. They told them to put another lock on the basement storage area. And uh, what they did in August is simply unjustifiable in every respect. Attachment B, all physical documents and records constituting evidence, contraband, fruits of crime, or other items illegally possessed in violation of 18 U.S.C. 793-2071-1519, which we just include, just discussed, including any physical documents with classification markings. Well, they knew there were documents with classification markings. Why didn't they take them in June? Or go back the next day? 
along with any containers, boxes, including any other contents in which such documents are located, as well as any other containers, boxes that are collectively stored or found together with the aforementioned documents and containers. In other words, we're grabbing everything. Information, including communications in any form regarding the retrieval, storage, or transmission of national defense information or classified information. Well, how did they know it was there? Because they saw it in June. Remember the leak about a mole being at Mar-a-Lago, America? Remember that, Mr. Producer? They didn't need a mole. The FBI had been there in June. Any government and or presidential records created between January 20, 2017 and January 20, 2021. That means grab everything. Because we don't know. But we're grabbing, so grab everything. And so forth. Description of items taken. I'm not boring everybody, am I, Mr. Producer? I think this is crucial. One, executive granted clemency regarding Roger Jason Stone Jr. 1A, information regarding President of France. 2, leather-bound box of documents. 2A, various classified TSSCI documents. That's the highest classification. 3, potential presidential record. 5, binder of photos. 6, binder of photos. 7, handwritten note. 8, Labeled, box labeled A1, 9, box labeled A12, 10, box labeled A15, 10A, miscellaneous secret documents, 11, box labeled A16, 11A, miscellaneous top secret documents, 12, box labeled A17, 13, box labeled A18, 13A, miscellaneous top secret documents, 14, box labeled A27, 14A, Miscellaneous confidential documents. There's more. 15, box labeled A28. And it goes through here. The overwhelming majority of boxes are not classified. The overwhelming majority. looks like more than 13 or 15 here. At least 20, I would say. I think the president took 20 boxes of classified information, Mr. Bedusa. Meanwhile, they grabbed it all. And they would not allow the president, that is his lawyers, the president wasn't there, to make copies of the information they took, even the non-classified information. No copies, no photos, nothing. Nothing. Now this is really an incredibly tawdry way to treat a former president and a potential presidential candidate. Absolutely tawdry. And the Democrats are applauding. I just want you to keep all this in mind, all this in mind, because one day... The shoe will be on the other foot, and God willing, it will be, because it's the only way to stop this. It's the only way to stop it. By the way, as a footnote, I did a show on China, as you know, last Sunday, from beginning to end. I talked about the Panama Canal, among other places. 
Others are now finally talking about what's going on in our hemisphere with communist China. They want to put 29 ports here, and they're trying to get contracts to run both sides of the Panama Canal, among other things. And now there's pressure being placed on Panama, not Panama, not to allow it. This is the power of this program, whether it's on Fox or, or Levin TV, and this is the power of this radio show. You're hearing, and you know, because you listen, you're Levinites. More and more people repeating what we've been talking about here for days. For days. About how this is, was a phony warrant to get them in the door, in the back door. Because most of the people commenting on this didn't know anything about it. No comprehension. Just as I said just now, we don't have the foggiest idea, former presidents, former vice president, former attorneys general, former staffers to all these people and others, have taken presidential records, or not presidential, federal records home, have taken classified records home, because their homes have not been searched. We don't have the foggiest idea. But Donald Trump's home was searched because the archivist saw Donald Trump taking or somebody taking some boxes to the helicopter when he was leaving. The archivist being a left-wing Obamaite. And that triggered it all. But the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., I'm going to keep repeating this till the backbenchers are regurgitated. He's the key and the Deputy Attorney General of the United States, Monaco. Lisa Monaco. They're the key. The Attorney General put her in charge of the universal operation on January 6th. They're former, she's a former federal prosecutor. The U.S. Attorney obviously is a prosecutor. And they put their, their sponge brains together and they said, Hey, I have an idea. <laughs> what is it? Let's go for the documents. <laughs> well, we don't have any basis. No, 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 you don't understand. I'm running the other, the other grand jury. Yes. We can do a document search. <laughs> and in plain view, we'll grab everything. <laughs> we can do this. That's what they did. You won't read that in the Washington Compost or the New York Slimes because they're the mouthpieces for this for this effort, as they are for all these efforts. Oh, Mark must be a conspiracy theorist. No. I know exactly what I'm talking about, just as I did when I told you that they were surveilling Donald Trump. Oh, Mark must be a conspiracy theorist over five years ago. How about that? I was right. And I'm putting all the public information together now, and I'm right again. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Folks, would you turn down millions of dollars a year? All you'd have to do is surrender your independence and abandon your principles for the money. That's a devil's bargain. Sadly, it's one that almost all American colleges and universities make. But there's one college in America saying no. My favorite college, Hillsdale College. Hillsdale College refuses to accept one penny of taxpayer money, not even indirectly in the form of federal student grants and loans. By saying no to government money, Hillsdale remains genuinely independent, free from corrupting federal mandates, and most importantly, free to pursue its original 1844 mission, pursuing truth and defending liberty. 
In addition, over 3 million citizens have enrolled in Hillstill's free online courses. And over 6 million American households, including mine, receive Hillsdale's free monthly publication in Primus. You can learn more about Hillsdale's independence from government, its mission of defending liberty, and its national outreach programs at levinforhillsdale.com. Washington Post, relevant part. Classified documents relating to nuclear weapons were among the items FBI agents sought in a search of former President Donald Trump's Florida residence on Monday, according to people familiar with the investigation. Like Newsweek, you know. Experts in classified information said the unusual search underscores deep concern among government officials about the types of information they thought could be located at Trump's Mar-a-Lago Club and potentially in danger of falling into the wrong hands. This is the crap they put out to distract you and as cover for the real purpose of what they're doing. Just remember Russia collusion for two and a half years. I can tell you why this is phony. I'll tell you why right now this is phony. Because they were in there in June, the FBI. They had every ability to go through the boxes. If you have, quote, documents relating to nuclear weapons, uh, which agency which agency issued and, and uh, created those documents? Because they're supposed to be tracking them. So all of a sudden... 19 months after Trump leaves office, somebody figures out he's got documents relating to nuclear weapons. You know that's a lie. Why didn't they take them? Why did they wait two months to get a search warrant? Why is the Washington Post so friggin' corrupt in the back pocket of big government? Because it is. Can you believe the CEO of the Washington Post is the chairman of the Reagan Library? Is that not a conflict of interest? The United States House is about to vote to drive up your taxes to kill further fossil fuels with massive taxes on the energy industry. Uh, Billions and billions of dollars for the left. Billions for the left. And God knows what else. $20 $20 billion, $30 billion, that's how much the government hopes to raise on people who earn less than $400,000 a year. That's families that earn less than 400000 a year. Who says? The Congressional Budget Office, an arm of Congress. Says. And they're about to vote on it right now in the House. I'll be right back. This segment of the podcast is exclusively sponsored by Pure Talk. Pure Talk offers great coverage and can save your family money on your wireless bill every single month. Go to puretalk.com to find the plan that's right for you. Thank you again for listening, and thank you so much for this sponsorship, Pure Talk. He's here. He's here. Now, broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 877-381-3811. 877-381-3811. I hope you'll watch our show Sunday. Up the date and up the speed is what it'll be. 
8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Life, Liberty, and Levin on the Fox News Channel. If you're not going to be able to watch it, please set your DVR. This is the kind of show I think, as best you're able, you and your family should watch. It's going to be very important. So the Democrats are coming to the defense of the FBI. And anybody who questions the FBI is, of course, stoking violence. So they want to shut you down. Anybody who questions local law enforcement and accuses local law enforcement of very despicable things while they're righteous. Now we know of the crime that's going on in the streets. It's horrendous. The drugs that are coming into the country, it's horrendous. This is the United States of the Democrat Party. I want to ask Mr. Garland, I want to ask the U.S. Attorney Graves in Washington, is there a reason why you haven't seized all of Nancy Pelosi's information to see her role in failing to protect the Capitol building on January 6th? Is there a reason why you haven't seized Joe Biden's information when he was vice president and even now as president? And the kickbacks and the other monies he received from foreign sources and from his son? I mean, you actually have email evidence. You don't even have to search it. It's been made public. You have the laptop. What are you doing with it? I don't believe that's at Mar-a-Lago. I think you guys have it. Mr. Big and Mr. 10%. You have eyewitnesses. They're prepared to testify. You don't even have a grand jury. Forget about Hunter. I don't care about Hunter. I'm talking about the big guy. He's the sitting president. And he's selling out the country. He's selling out the country to the communist Chinese, among others. Now let me get back to the point. Day in and day out since we learned about this while I was on the air, I guess it was Monday, I've been saying to you that this search and this search warrant demonstrated was nothing but cover to grab everything they possibly could out of Trump's home. That is exactly what they did. No presidents to be charged with the Espionage Act, committing acts of espionage under a 115-year-old, I guess it's a 105-year-old law, or sabotaging his own country. No president. So from June to August, people are wondering what happened. I've explained what happened. The U.S. attorney who oversees both of these grand juries decided they had nothing on Trump. They already had the phone of Eastman. They already had the phone and other electronic information from Clark. They're trying to do everything they can to take out these lawyers, maybe to even press them in order to try and get Trump. The real mobsters here are not Trump and his people. It's the U.S. attorney and his people. That's the problem. That's what's going on here. 
It is important. A friend of mine writes me. Chris writes me. He wrote me the other day and even said, it's important that the backbenchers do repeat your stuff today, this week. And I believe you said that, Mr. Producer. Somebody said it. Somebody else. And you're right. Because this is exactly, it's, it's transparent now. Section 2071 of the 18 U.S.C., concealment, removal, or mutilation. Are you kidding me? 18 U.S.C., 1519, destruction, altercation, or falsification of records. Is this a joke? Yeah, it's a joke. The Espionage Act of 1917. Kidding me? What if they use these statutes to go into Michelle Obama's closet? What do you think? What do you think? I'm asking the National Archives. I'm asking the FBI. I'm asking the Attorney General. Do you know if Barack Obama took any records home? And if you do, how do you know? How about George W. Bush? How about Bill Clinton? How about Dick Cheney? Nothing? Tell you a little story. Many years ago, I guess it was 1993, 1994. I was working at the Landmark Legal Foundation. Wonderful, wonderful group, which I'm still chairman. And uh, I was handling the representation of then the former Attorney General, Edward Meese, in the Iran Contra And as I was doing my research, and over the transom came information that the independent counsel at that time, Lawrence Walsh, who was a real hateful, in my view, diabolical individual since deceased, that he violated the Espionage Act, among other laws. Here's a man who took the most secret, classified information involving a foreign country, as well as grand jury information. Put it in two suitcases, Mr. Producer, as he was flying from Washington, D.C. to the West Coast to question then-President Reagan. Checked those two suitcases as luggage. And when he landed at LAX, guess what? The two suitcases never came out. Never came out on the carousel that goes round and round and you're waiting. They waited and they waited and nothing happened. It was all secret and under the radar. The FBI went on a secret mission for two weeks to find those documents. You know where they found them, Mr. Producer? They never did. They never found the documents. You know what they did to the independent counsel? Nothing. There was also a federal contractor flying on an aircraft, and in front of him apparently was sitting the same independent counsel, Lawrence Walsh, 
And the federal contractor noticed the cover of the document he was reading. Was the kind of cover that's used for the most secret information our government has. You're not supposed to be reading that on an airplane in public. He reported him to the FBI. The same man. You know what happened? Nothing. Absolutely nothing. The director of the Federal Bureau of Investigation, James Comey, stole information. You can sue me, James. That would be a blast. Stole information that belonged to the federal government. He knew. He knows the difference. He was a U.S. attorney. He was head of the FBI. Took that information home and leaked some of it to the New York Times. The head of the FBI. The former head of the FBI. You know what happened to him? Nothing. Hillary Clinton who ran for president in 2016, who was Secretary of State, who was a United States Senator, former First Lady, a lawyer. She decided to set up a private server in her own home in New York in order to specifically evade the Federal Act that protects government property. And she set that up on the sly. And all kinds of information went through there. Including classified information. In violation of the Espionage Act. James Comey, who would later violate federal law when it came to documents, in my humble opinion, said, She violated federal law in his infamous press conference, but said no prosecutor would bring a case of this sort. Hillary got a pass. We know of Sandy Berger, of course. And by the way, in Hillary Clinton's case, they didn't have a search warrant. In Comey's case, they didn't have a search warrant. They just took their word for what they had. And in the case of Hillary, they had his, her lawyer, Kendall. Remember him? He actually got to go through the documents and decide what was and was not relevant. Then they bleached all the information that they said wasn't relevant. And they literally took a sledgehammer to the software. Wow. Now we have a guy like Eric Swalwell who has the audacity to appear on television today to comment about what's going on. A man who slept with a communist Chinese spy who now continues to sit on the House Intelligence Committee. Isn't that shocking? Yeah, I think it's shocking. And I could go on and on, ladies and gentlemen. 
Yes, this is a ruse. This is an utterly out of control federal law enforcement out of out of control Democrat politicians who pretend to be judges, who pretend to be attorneys general, who pretend to be U.S. attorneys and prosecutors and FBI senior officials, who pretend to be all these things, but they are, at bottom, political hacks. Tyrants who are using their power to advance the cause of their party and their ideology. There's no getting around it. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company, and I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer, one month free, one month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network for just 30 bucks a month. Plus, get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and get one month free. Ladies and gentlemen... The Democrats in the House, as I understand it, just passed this horrendous bill, massive spending, massive borrowing, massive taxes, massive taxes on the energy industry, tens of billions for left-wing groups, 87,000 new auditors. None of it's going to help you. None of it. In fact, quite the opposite. You have a small business. This might be the final nail. Now, you should watch some of the things I post on Twitter right now. One of the things I posted was, God willing, if we get a conservative in the White House in 2024, and we take or keep the Senate in the House in 2024, the Republicans should announce right now that they will defund Every one of these 87,000 IRS agents. Doesn't that make sense, Mr. Producer? Announce it now. Run on it now. Make damn sure you do it if you get there. That we will remove them. Now you have, you know, union issues. You have uh, civil service issues. That's why I say defund them. Defund them. Eliminate the positions. Eliminate what we call in the bureaucracy, what they call in the bureaucracy, FTEs, full-time equivalents. Get rid of them. This is what the Republicans should be saying as they campaign. This is what the Republican leadership should be saying. That we're not going to put up with this. That we will eliminate it. 
the Congressional Budget Office today. And in the face of that, the Democrats vote, even though they say what you're doing here on people who earn under $400,000, and by that they mean families, small businesses, at least $20 billion will come out of audits. And over 50% of audits up until now have involved people who earn $75,000 and less. I am telling you that this is the ruling class, 50 to 51 in the Senate. Three or four extra Democrats in the House who did this to you. If you have a Democrat in your district who pretends to be a moderate, you must defeat them. They are liars. There's nothing moderate about them. Nothing. They support a party and an administration that is destroying our energy independence, destroying our border, destroying our schools, destroying our pensions and our currency. And guess what? You know what Joe Biden eliminated the other day? The union for ICE. Did you see that, Mr. Producer? He eliminated their union. Now, Joe Biden's supposed to be a union man. He eliminated the union for ICE employees. Now, I want you to think about that. As he rants on and on, like a demented old man, not like he is, may I say, with all due respect, for which I have none. For which I have none. Stempy Hoy are on CNN today. GOP questioning FBI rate is dangerous, despicable, and disappointing. Shut up, you idiot. Representative Lo Lofgren on the impeachment committees on MSNBC today. She blames Representative Kosar for the attack on Cincinnati FBI. Oh, yeah, right. Eric Swalwell on MSNBC today. Extremists are proving why we have to have gun legislation. These people keep pushing their agenda. The American people are pushing back, and they don't care. They want to impose their will on the people. They are playing with fire. They are. They are. And they won't stop. Nancy Pelosi, no middle-class family, small business will pay higher taxes. You're a liar. You've always been a liar. We want to see your tax returns, by the way. All of them. I'll be right back. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company, and I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer, one month free, one month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network, for just 30 bucks a month. Plus get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. 
And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and get one month free. Wall Street Journal editorial page. Now, they and I don't always get along, but I do with Kimberly Strassel. She's brilliant. And she wrote a piece. What went around Monday will come around hard for the Democrats when Republicans control the Justice Department and FBI. I hope that's true. It just depends on who the Republicans are. She writes, Trump derangement syndrome has a curious way of scrambling coherent thought. Witness the Democratic media complex's blind insistence. The Justice Department raid on Donald Trump's home is just and necessary, rather than a dangerous move for their party and the Republic. In descending on Mar-a-Lago, the Department and the FBI shifted U.S. into the category of countries whose ruling parties use government power to investigate political rivals. No attorney general has ever signed off on a raid on a former president's home. And what could be the groundwork for criminal charges? Let's just stop there. With all the analysis, let's step back. Signing off on a criminal search warrant to raid a president's home and take all the material out of their home? Get to read the left's media scribes. Monday's search was a ho-hum day in crime fighting. The Beltway Press circled the wagons around Attorney General Meritless Garland and primly parroted Speaker Nancy Pelosi's piety that no one is above the law. The Mar-a-Lago raid proves the U.S. isn't a banana republic, pronounced the Atlantic. Clearly worried readers might conclude the opposite. It's a bedrock principle that those who commit crimes must answer for them at lecture. The Washington Compost's Aaron Blake a test that's totally standard to investigate presidents. Look at Israel. The New York Times soothingly explains that prosecutors would have carefully weighed the decision and that the investigation, therefore, must be serious. Roll Call produced a law professor to remind all that a judge had to sign off on a detailed affidavit that established probable cause. Well, I just read it, and there's no affidavit for us to read, so I don't know how he knows that. Last time we got this level of reassurance about federal law enforcement's professionalism was at the height of the Russia collusion hoax. If you had doubts about all this, you're unhinged and lawless, you see. The Washington Post quoted extremism trackers who explained that any GOP statements delegitimizing the government were nudges toward violence. Said one, they use events like this to feed into this fantasy they've co-created with their supporters. Several outlets claimed Republican criticism of justice and the FBI was little more than an effort to inoculate themselves against any probes. Yet not even the Justice Department is so simple-minded. It has long-standing guidelines on politically sensitive investigations, particularly close to an election. The guidelines reflect a recognition that it's impossible to strip politics out of political probes and that a claimed crime must be severe to outweigh the risk of irreparably landing the department with a reputation as a politicized or corrupt agency. The probe also has to be worth the risk of setting off a toxic cycle of reprisal and escalation. 
The bar has always been at its highest when the investigation involves a former president, even more so when the former president remains a contender for the office. Mr. Garland breezed past all this history and complexity in his equal under the law statement Thursday, even as he expressed outrage that anyone might mistrust the department and the bureau that brought us the Steele dossier and the Carter Page wiretaps. Democrats may be betting that adverse coverage of Mr. Trump will help them in November or in 2024. They'd better hope so. Their media defenders recklessly ignore the boomerang history of unleashed government powers and the long-term political danger of violating precedents and norms. A Democrat Congress enacted, and Jimmy Carter signed, the first independent counsel law in 1978. Two decades later, it led to Bill Clinton's impeachment. If anything, a perceived political persecution of Mr. Trump could help him to a second term. And he would be even more unrestrained as the 47th president than he was as the 45th. A second Trump administration wouldn't have the caliber of grown-ups who signed up for the first tour, she writes. Mr. Garland's raid has made even the highest political figures fair prosecutorial game. And the media's new standard is that the department cannot be questioned as it goes about ensuring no one is above the law. Let's see how that holds when a future Republican Justice Department starts raiding the homes of Joe Biden, Hillary Clinton, Barack Obama, Eric Holder, James Comey, and John Brennan. They're counting that no Republican will, by the way. They see, you know, guys like Bill Barr writing books, tell-all books from their perspective. They just don't expect the Republicans to step up, but there are some that might. Payback could come even sooner. Democrats set a new low with their Ukrainian impeachment circus, and a GOP House next year might be up for a reprise. Get ready for a few more select committees, perhaps excluding the minority party, as the Democrats effectively did with the January 6th committee, to investigate Mr. Garland's politicized department, or Hunter Biden's finances, and I might add, the entire operation in the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, D.C., Watch them subpoena sitting Democratic representatives, as the January 6th committee did, to Republicans. Representatives Adam Schiff, Ilhan Omar, and Eric Swalwell may find themselves on the backbench with a new Republican majority, eager to follow Mrs. Pelosi's example and strip the opposing team's members of committee assignments. All this tit-for-tat will further undermine our institutions and polarize the nation. But such is the nature of retributive politics, which is why the wholesale democratic and media defense of this week's events is so reckless. Both parties long understood that political restraint was less about civility than self-preservation. What goes around always comes around. What went around this week will come around hard. She is a great writer and thinker, Kimberly Strassel. I'm uh, always impressed with her thinking and her writing. Not so much what Paul G. got and the rest, but she's always right on as far as I'm concerned. The Hill newspaper 
Records that the FBI searched for a former President Trump's Mar-a-Lago property included classified documents related to nuclear weapons. Now, you see how they repeat each other. You see how they, they're sycophantic. They don't question the government when it's controlled by their party, promoting their ideology. Do they? And the Democrat Party, with all this power and all the media support, is utterly unhinged. And their main target is Trump for a reason. Like I said, the ruling party does not want to give up power. Trump disrupted them when he defeated Hillary Clinton. And he disrupted the Republican ruling class in Congress and elsewhere. The Michael Steele's, the Mitch McConnell's, the Chris Christie's, the John Kasich's, the Cheney's and the Bushes and the rest. Why? Why? Because he stirs the pot He challenges their orthodoxy. He wants to get things done. He knows time is short when you're president. He's not getting along to go along or going along to get along. That's why. And so they try to destroy him. But his supporters have have only grown in number as a result of what took place Monday. Have only become more Intensely supportive of Donald Trump. That's the truth. Whether people like it or not. That's the truth. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Right now, every business is trying to nickel and dime you. How much can they squeeze you to offset their increasing costs? It's a mess. That's why I love Pure Talk, my wireless company. And I want it to be your wireless company. Pure Talk drew the line in the sand and said, stop screwing over the American public. So when you sign up with Pure Talk this month, you're going to get their best ever offer. One month free. One month free. You can lock in talk, text, and data on America's most reliable 5G network for just 30 bucks a month. Plus, get one month free when you make the switch today. Just go to puretalk.com and enter code Levin Podcast for this special offer. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast. Need another reason? When you choose Pure Talk, you're choosing to support American jobs. You're choosing to support a company whose CEO is a U.S. veteran. And with Pure Talk's no-risk money-back guarantee, you won't regret it. Go to puretalk.com, select a plan, and enter promo code Levin Podcast. That's L-E-V-I-N Podcast, and get one month free. in this fantastic bill, ladies and gentlemen. Our buddy Newt Gingrich. Add fighting cancer to the list of Biden's broken promises in the Democrats' new big government socialist tax and spending bill. The one they just passed. And that he's going to sign. All these moderate Democrats, you know, in the Senate and the House, every damn Democrat voted for this. The University of Chicago analysis estimated that the total reduction in research and development into cancer therapies caused by this bill will be nine times higher than the increase proposed by Biden's so-called cancer moonshot. 
This study also projected that this $663 billion reduction in research and development, ready, will lead to 135 fewer drugs and treatments reaching patients through 2039, cancer patients. They're going to artificially have price controls. You know what happens when you have rent price controls in New York and other places? You destroy the entire rental market. So for the people who have it, it's great. For the people who need it, it's a disaster. So you'll be able to get drugs that are artificially cheaper, but because there is a price control on the price of what they can get for their drugs, it is going to slam research and development. That is in this bill. They've always wanted price control on drugs. Now they got it. A study from Vital Transformation took a different approach, estimating the impact today if the Democrats' price controls took effect 10 years ago. The conclusion was 104 of the 110 new therapies made available to patients in that time would have been at risk of cancellation. Got that? 104 of the 110 new therapies probably wouldn't even be in existence. The bill allows the Secretary of Health and Human Services to impose price controls on a set number of drugs that are past their exclusivity period but don't yet have generic competition. This would disproportionately impact cancer treatments, which are becoming increasingly specialized to specific cancer variations and tailored to each patient's individual biology. These therapies are a quantum leap over radiation treatment in effectiveness and patient quality of life. Much of the reduction in the cancer death rate recorded over the last decade is due to the availability of these new treatments. At first glance, it may make sense to impose price controls on the drugs if there's no generic competition. But this is where the big government socialist failure to understand incentives rears its ugly head. In fact, price controls would lead to higher prices for patients, more government spending, less access to existing and new cancer treatments. And cancer medicines will be hit particularly hard because they're often initially approved for specific types of cancers or diagnoses. It takes years for the research and data to show that they're useful for other types of cancers. The Congressional Budget also reported the bill will likely lead drug manufacturers to launch drugs with higher prices in anticipation of having lower prices imposed on them by the government. It's a good reminder that pressing a balloon in one place causes it to expand in another. The bill would dry up research and development into new cancer treatments. Investment capital would flee cancer for other diseases or other industries entirely. There's an entirely rational response from investors that the big government socialists refuse to acknowledge. It's passed in the Senate. Now it's passed in the House. And now it's going to be signed by Biden. This year, 1.9 million Americans will be diagnosed with cancer. Both of my parents died from cancer. And 609,000 Americans will die from it this year. 40% of Americans will be diagnosed with cancer in their lifetime. That means even if you aren't diagnosed personally, 
someone you love almost certainly will be. And now, the Democrats and Biden, always looking out for the little guy, led by Manchin and all the phony moderates in the House, will dry up research and development on cancer drugs. I want you to remember that. I'll be right back. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in America with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, much, much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. My wife Julie and I decided it was time to add more flowering trees to our landscape, and Fast Growing Tree was a great resource for us. A large selection and no hassle ordering or shipping. This spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on selected plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEVIN at checkout. L-E-V-I-N. Now that's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using code LEVIN at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code L-E-V-I-N. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Please visit FastGrowingTrees.com for details. Prices on just about everything are still rising. And thanks to my friends at CarShield, I don't have to worry about how much it'll cost to fix my car when it breaks down. Their price will never go up, and they help handle everything. CarShield offers protection plans for around 100 bucks a month. They cover more parts than ever before, whether your car is 5,000 or 150,000 miles. Every protection plan includes coast-to-coast roadside assistance, courtesy towing, and rental car options at no extra cost. And like I mentioned earlier, when you get coverage today, you'll lock in your price. It can never go up. CarShield has my back when my car breaks down, and they'll have yours too. Get coverage like I did. Go to carshield.com slash mark or call 800-391-8888. You'll save 10% on your plan either way. That's carshield.com slash mark or 800-391-8888 to save 10%. He's here. He's here. Now broadcasting from the underground command post, deep in the bowels of a hidden bunker, somewhere under the brick and steel of a nondescript building, we've once again made contact with our leader, Mark Levin. Hello, America. Mark Levin here. Our number, 8773. Anyway, um, have you noticed... Everybody on our side, quote-unquote, we need to see the affidavit. We need to see the affidavit that's been attached to the warrant. Justice won't release it. Won't release it. Master Judge Foghorn down there in Florida, former Epstein defense counsel, he's given... The Department of Justice till 5 p.m. Eastern Time, Monday, to argue why he shouldn't release it. It's typically not released, as you've heard. 
Ladies and gentlemen, what do people think we're going to find in this affidavit? The truth? I love the press. Well, you know, we need the affidavit to know more. You know, that way uh, we'll know uh, exactly what they were getting at here, what it is they uh, they wanted. Uh, that's right, we need the affidavit here. What's the affidavit going to tell you? Going to tell you that Trump was destroying documents on somebody's allegation? Whoever signed the affidavit isn't an eyewitness to anything. Are they going to cite the New York slimes? And speaking of slimes, Maggie Haberman with her two photos of two ripped up pieces of paper in a toilet. Maggie, Maggie, you need to get a new hobby, young lady. What exactly will the affidavit say and who signed it? Ladies and gentlemen, I'm telling you this whole GD thing is corrupt. I don't care what's in the affidavit and I don't care who signed it. This whole thing is fraud. That's what it is. It's a fraud. Until we get access to the U.S. attorney and can question that guy and the deputy attorney general can question her until they're brought up in front of a committee of Congress if, thank God, the Republicans win, with no Democrats permitted, none, and grill them and subpoena their records. They won't all be exposed. The affidavit. We need the affidavit. The affidavit. Gotta get the affidavit. We need the affidavit. The affidavit is going to tell you what the government says to the court. Now the reporters are sitting there because they're just going to mouth, regurgitate, burp up exactly what the government said. Because that's what it is to be a reporter. The government said that there was evidence or potential evidence that the information was being destroyed or it wasn't being kept properly. Oh my God! So what if they say that? What I'm trying to say Backbenchers, please listen, take notes, write it down. It doesn't matter what the affidavit says. It's just part of what the government wanted to do, what the government is claiming. That's all. That's all. Nobody has even asked the Trump people if they've seen the affidavit. Did they see the affidavit? There's a lot of people contacting them over there. I'm just curious. Do they know what's in the affidavit? This is the time where you need to be, in effect, your own journalists, like journalists of old, very skeptical of what's being repeated. If things are repeated and everybody's saying the same thing, pull back and say, whoa, 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 wait a minute. They're not actually giving you any useful information. They're just repeating what they heard. And I love it in particular when the reporters interview the reporters. Don't you love that, Mr. Producer? Frank, what do you have to say? Okay, Ernie, yeah, Ernie, what do you think's going on? So what? That's like sitting around the coffee table and these guys talking to it. So what? Wait for the facts, Mark. I don't need to wait. 
because the facts are going to be concealed. The truth shall, shall set you free. And the truth is, this was a setup. That's what it was. It's a setup by the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C., who still has kept his head down, who's in charge of the January 6th investigation and the National Archives investigation. And the deputy attorney general, who is a longtime political hack, and she was delegated, and people aren't remembering this, the authority to oversee the entire January 6th investigation. Now, listen to me. I was a chief of staff. These others are more like chief of staff infections. Staff. These prosecutors got together and were trying to figure out a technique to get into Mar-a-Lago and grab as much as they could. The FBI went there in June. They weren't there just to talk to the Trump lawyers or say hi to President Trump. They went in there to scope out the place. Where the records kept, which room are they in, let's take a look at the place, how many rooms are there, where's the president's office, stuff like that. Stuff like that. Then there's silence from them because they go back and they plot. If there were records there relating to nuclear weapons, they would have said, we're removing these and you're not stopping us. We have a subpoena and this is here illegally. They didn't do that. Did they? No. U.S. Attorney in Miami, the U.S. Attorney in Washington, they didn't go into court the next day and say, oh, my God, he's got stuff in there related to nuclear weapons. He's got, he's got classified information. God knows what he's got in there. We've got to go get... We need an emergency, an emergency. You know, and it's like an injunction, you know, or a temporary restraining. No, no, no. We've got to get it right away. No, that's not what they did. So concerned were they. With the information. In fact, four or five days after they were there scoping the place, they went back and said to the Trump people, you know, you might want to put another lock, uh, you know, another lock there where you're storing this. Okay, we'll do whatever you want. That's what you want. That's what you want. They didn't come back in four or five days and say, "Uh, hello, we have a search warrant. We saw all this classified stuff and we're removing it. They didn't do that. How do we know? Because they didn't do it. They went back. U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington, (coughs) D.C. Excuse me. In June, in July, he's trying to roll up Trump's January 6th lawyers. Rudy, Eastman, Clark. He's working with the January 6th committee in the dark, behind the shadows. <coughs> Excuse me. He's pulling information from Arizona, Wisconsin, Georgia. He got the phones of several lawyers. Going after Scott 
Scott Perry, that's his name. Members of the House and the Senate and the Pennsylvania legislature, all this stuff's coming down the same time. It's a coincidence. The same time. When everybody's focused on Mar Largo, he goes after uh, Perry, and he goes after the other Republicans in Pennsylvania. They're so clever. It's all mapped out. They don't do things by accident, I'm telling you. They sit around a table with their deputies and their lieutenants, and they're brainstorming. Brainstorming. we got to get into Trump's house. They say to the FBI that was there, what did you see in there? Well, you know, we saw some security documents there with different covers. Oh, really? Yes. I see. What statutes might cover that? Well, the Espionage Act, 1571, 798, hike, oh, well, that's our way in. We don't have anything for January. We don't have a damn thing. We've tried, you know. But we got to get this investigation done. We got to move before the Republicans take the House. We got to take steps now to try and affect the midterm elections because the U.S. attorney in Washington, D.C. is a Democrat Obama hack. We got to get this done. The deputy attorney general is a Democrat Obama hack. They're the most Partisan radicals to ever serve in these positions. I believe that. So we got to move fast. So here's what we'll do. Yeah, what? Let's get a search warrant. You were in there in June. You know what you saw. Let's focus on that. But let's make sure we have our plan set straight here. When's Trump out of town? He's going to be out of town this week or so. Okay. That's when Trump said it? Yes. Yeah. Okay. Alert the locals. Alert the Secret Service. We don't want to shoot out here. But don't alert them right away. Wait. Wait. Wait till we're ready to move. Over a joint task force from Washington and Miami. We're going to send as many FBI as we can, 30, 40, and don't put the letters on your jackets, incognito. We'll keep it as quiet as we can. We'll do it under cover of dark, 6 a.m. in the morning. We'll get in and out of there before the press notices. And by the way, we have to assume that at least the basics of this warrant are going to be released. They're not stupid. We have to assume. They may be evil, but they're not stupid. We have to assume that the basics of this warrant are going to be really. That's why I say, oh, we got to see the affidavit. Don't you think they think they know that at some point? But anyway, that's another issue. So, it's all about the documents. They had scoped the place, they got their statutes in line. We need the broadest possible investigation. If the judge will give it to us, we don't even have to use the plain view doctrine, but we always have it. And the judge gave it to us. He'll give us the broadest possible investigation. Make sure you go to the district where the likelihood of us getting a friendly 
master. They're not even a full-fledged federal judge, just so you understand. So we can get the master. This guy, Reinhardt, we looked at his social media, hates Trump. Try and get in front of that guy. Plus, he's a dunce. Okay, we will, Matt. Matt Graves, we will. The U.S. turn. Then they plot and plan. They probably have, you know, some drawings of Mar-a-Lago. It's so big. You'll enter here. You'll do that. That's what they do. Just telling you the truth. Now, it's the day before, so you can give a heads up. Tell them we're coming in to back off. Trump's not there. His family's not there. Now's the time. They go in. Now, there's a few people there, a few of the Trump people there, maybe a lawyer or two hanging around. It's a search warrant. Okay, you lawyers and the others, you stand away, go away, no pictures, shut off the cameras, the video. No, they don't have to. But they don't know what they're allowed to do, many of them. All right, we're in, guys. Now, you know where the boxes are with the confidential information, secret, top, 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 top secret file list? Yes. Okay. Now, let's move fast. Well, actually, not that fast. Let's make sure we go into Melania's closet. To get to Melania's closet, you have to assume it's in the bedroom, ladies and gentlemen. You have to assume they went through the bureaus and opened their drawers. You have to assume they went through everything of a former president and a former first lady. Looking for anything. Anything. And by the way, don't go through the boxes while you're there. Just grab them. Get them out of there. We only have one shot at this. We're only going to have the one warrant. Take everything. Which apparently is what they did. 20 boxes? You think he has 20 boxes of top secret information, Trump? No, I don't think so. Meanwhile, leaked Newsweek that the Attorney General doesn't know anything. We all know he's a dunce. We all know the deputy is the brains of the operation. So they leaked that. And of course, they're liars. Leak about the nuclear stuff to the Washington Post. They're always good. They're good. They'll do whatever we say. Mueller tells us they'll just regurgitate whatever we give them. So there's the nuclear story. Wow. But some of us, like me, say this doesn't add up. The nuclear story doesn't add up. None of it adds up. It's all a pretext. It's all a cover. And now they're in full cover-up mode. People there, what'd they do for two months? Where's the affidavit? What, hey, what did they do? What did, we need the affidavit. What did they do for two months? It's a cover-up. I'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Looks like uh, Jeffrey Tubin won't be shooting rockets anymore on CNN, Mr. Producer. 
Well, he always believed in the privacy of his own home, so there is that for him. Uh, couldn't happen to a nicer guy. See if they clean out the rest of the uh, the rest the rest of the barnyard uh, there. We'll see. Uh, in f- terms of uh, MSLSD, I see it getting worse. As a matter of fact, much worse. And folks, I'm hoping you will watch us on Sunday. I know you have a lot to do, and I don't blame you. There's a lot going on. You want to be with your family. If you can't watch us live at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, just use your DVR and record us. I try and do a show that really does kind of wrap up the weekend, regardless of what time you're watching us. It's a different show. No more than two guests. I've never had more than two guests. The guest gets to speak for a period of time. I'm bringing guests that I think are interesting on topics that are very, very important. Some are now kind of trying to do that. It's not really working out for them, but I would encourage you. Check us out on Life, Liberty, and Levin. I think we're ending our fifth year. We're in four and a half years, I think, we've been doing Time flies. I'll be right back. Jim, Naperville, Illinois, on the Mark Levin app. Jim, go right ahead, please. Mark, I'll tell you what. I just don't wonder, uh, I wonder where the chain of custody is for all these uh, documents and all these possessions that uh, Trump had in Mar-a-Lago. You know, it's like, did, did any of these people have secure, the proper security clearance for what they... Ex- you mean the ex- FBI? I don't think that's a big issue. I'm sure they did. Well, I don't know. I don't know. Did, did, well, I think that's a minor issue. I think they do have security clearance, or they wouldn't have sent them in there. But to what end? So what is your point? Well, my point is that we're going forward. Where are they taking it to, and where's it going? You know, they, well, that's different. A... Chain of custody is different, and your concern is that they not molest the evidence, that they not add to the evidence. And to that extent, I think you're right, and there is a concern about that because we've seen how they've used the dossier before. We see what they did with the FISA court before. So that's not a, a, a minor concern. It's a major concern. I don't think the issue is whether or not they have clearance. If they're crooked, it really doesn't matter. The point is this, and I don't want to get caught in the weeds of a potential another issue. What I'm saying is this is a front. This is a pretext. This is the big ruling class state, the central government, abusing the warrant process, to grab as many documents as they possibly can on a fishing expedition to go after a former president of the United States who they do not want to become a candidate again for president of the United States. And it's being done under the Democrat Party, which controls all the instrumentalities of the law enforcement operation, and a Democrat president who pretends he's deaf, dumb, and blind. Thank you for your call. It's a big deal. A big deal. And the ruling class in Washington, D.C., I've talked about this many times here. 
I've talked about it on my Fox show. I've talked about it on Hannity. I've talked about it on Levin TV. The ruling class in Washington, D.C. does not want to relinquish power. It does not want to be sanctioned. It does not want to be challenged. It does not want competition. And I hate to tell you this, folks, while all the rest of this is going on, they just passed a disastrous bill. Not only massive spending, massive taxation, massive borrowing, massive amounts of money (laughs) to the left, to left-wing organizations. But more, they just empowered the surveillance state. The audit state, the investigation state, 87,000 new IRS agents doubling the size of the Internal Revenue Service, funding ahead of the United States military and border control, $80 billion, $80 billion. Unbelievable. The entire budget of the Homeland Security is $55 billion a year. Stephen Moore points out that's bigger than the increase for the, F- for the IRS. We've got 110,000 young people mostly killed last year from fentanyl. Fentanyl. And we won't secure the border. Think of it this way, as I explained the other day. They are spending $80 billion in addition to what they already spend, 87,000 new agents in addition to the agents they have, to unleash on the American people. Forget about the Marxist claptrap about the rich, the poor, the middle, against red-blooded Americans of all backgrounds, all colors, all income categories. And they won't spend it on the border to prevent illegal aliens from other countries coming into this country. Including members of the drug cartels, including kidnappers, including child rapists, including MS-13. They have got to control we the people. And just like they're going after Trump, with this phony paper stuff because they really want to stop them on other things. The Internal Revenue Code is impossible. It's incomprehensible. What a better way to control you. You want to start a conservative organization? You want to start a Tea Party organization? Well, maybe we'll audit you. Maybe we'll withhold the credentials you need to start such an organization. You step out of line? Well, maybe we'll audit you. Is it really beyond the scope? FDR used the IRS against Andrew Mellon, the Secretary of Treasury, under Coolidge. Damn good one. For 10 years, he tried to put him in prison, and he failed. But he tried. Used it against Huey Long. But Huey Long was assassinated before he could really pull the trigger, so to speak, and get Huey Long. Why? Because Huey Long was competition. Do not think these things aren't possible, like what's happening to Trump. People are making decisions, and they're making decisions 
based on their own desires, on their own wants, and on their own power. And we've seen a damn enough of it. We certainly have. Let's go to Russell in Seattle, Washington, XM Satellite. Go right ahead. Mark, can you hear me? Yes, sir. Go ahead. Mark. Yep, Mark. Uh, total honor to talk to you. One, one short point that I want to make. As a ComSec custodian, former ComSec custodian, any of those classified documents would have been... Tell ending. everybody what that means. So as a ComSec custodian, you are in, empowered through the NSA. You have your security clearance and everything, and it is your job to go through an inventory every, whether it's document, whether it's encryption keys, encryptors, whatever it may be for your particular account, and keep track of where every one of those items goes. If any one of them is checked out, you have to reconcile that inventory. You have to send it in to the NSA to be reconciled, and it has to be done every 90 or 180 days. So for them to say that 19 for, months later... For 19 months, go ahead, you make the point. Yeah, yeah, it's just preposterous. They would have been on a list a year and a half ago that they were missing. And that's all I have for you, Mark. It's just, just preposterous. No, but that's very important. Because I've been pointing out this has gone on 19, 18 months. And only now to figure out that you're missing documents related to nuclear metals? That's bullcrap. Absolutely. I know that myself. I handled this stuff when I worked for the Attorney General. It's just baloney. All of a sudden you go, hey, we looked in there and you know what we found? What'd you find? Material related to our nuclear weapons program. Wait a minute, you just found it now? Did you know it was missing before? And your point is, they would know it's missing. In June, and you're they right. take it in June, then they're, they're, you know, as responsible for not taking it then. And that's the other thing, isn't it? They're there in June, they're scoping out the place, that's why. Russell, thank you for your service, my friend. I think I owe you something, Mr. Producer, or no? We'll be right back. Mark Lovin. Tom Ridge Crest, Ridge Crest. I can say it. My mouth didn't break. California XM satellite. Go. Yeah, what I was going to say is the very last. A couple of things. You cited a couple of books for me at the Reagan Library. I appreciate it. Thank you. Met you a couple of times. Anyway, uh, the last step between Marxism and communism is using your Justice Department to arrest your political opponents. And it can be proven with Putin, Maduro, um, Castro, all of them, Gaddafi. All of them, they use their Justice Department to arrest their political opponents or investigate them. And we're seeing it right now. This is the very last step. If America doesn't step up and change something, we're done. This is the chilling effect. This is the, th the threat. I've been talking about this. This is the ruling class and the Democrat Party and some in the Republican Party. 
particularly the leadership on the Senate side, all these Lincoln Project types and never Trumper types and all the rest, they do not want to relinquish power. For the Republicans, it's always go along in small steps and follow along as the Democrats destroy the country. That's what's taking place. So when you get a guy who gets elected and says, you know what, I don't have all these old ties. I'm going to do things differently. I'm going to say what I think. That's when they say, you know, we have to destroy we have to destroy him, his movement, and anyone associated with it. And the best way to do that is make an example out of him. And they have tried. And we are very lucky that this man has withstood all of this. Because most men and women could not. But let's make no mistake about it. If it wasn't Trump, it'd be somebody else that they try to destroy. But Trump is an iconic figure in many respects now. That's what he is. All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's Friday, and in honor of you.
All right, folks, please set your DVR to record or watch us live. Even better, 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific, Sunday night. It's going to be a fantastic life, liberty, and live-in. You know it will be. Stick with us. We salute our armed forces, police officers, firefighters, emergency personnel, our truckers, and we salute the people in Ukraine and Taiwan and you, the best of the best. Good night, Spritey and Griffey. Good night, Pepsi and Smokey. Good night, Zelda and Gigi. And good night, Indy and Little Barney.